What's going on, guys? Episode 17 of the Young Closer Podcast. Guys, this episode is going to be a little bit different. So I just randomly called Coach Danny Klein out of the blue, told him to speak for 25 minutes, just one random topic, didn't give him any preparation for this phone call. So number one, guys, if you really enjoyed listening to this podcast, leave a review Leave it five stars, share it on your Instagrams. But where you guys can find me is at the real young closer on Instagram. Appreciate you guys. Hope you enjoy this listen. I like getting money, I got time to get it. Target on me, so my car's a tenny. Dancing with the devil, I don't bargain with it. Bible in a dash and the stick is with it. And I hit the four or five on the wet side. Young Closer Podcast, episode 17. Follow your boy Jacob Hagerman at the real young closer on Instagram. We got Danny Klein, coach Danny Klein. The young studs of the Elliott Group were dialing him in, literally just calling him in, didn't let him know. So episode 17, we're going to talk about top shelf confidence. Danny, what do you got to say about it? Man, top shelf confidence. Well, number one, it's a pleasure to be on the podcast, guys. This is pretty cool. I got hit out of nowhere, jumping on live. Top shelf confidence, well, it comes from uh, the skill that you obtain. Top shelf confidence isn't something that you can just you know, you can't not know what you're doing and have a lot of confidence. It takes a lot of training. It takes a lot of dedication. It takes a lot of just hard work. And then guess what? If you know what you're doing, then you can have a lot of confidence and you can have a lot of fun. I think a lot of people, they, uh, they, they say that they have anxiety or they don't have confidence when the truth is, is uh, they just haven't prepared. They haven't studied. They haven't put in the work. That's why you don't have confidence is because you've been running away from doing the stuff that you told yourself you need to do to be able to have confidence. Instead of running to pressure, you run from it. Yeah, you got to run straight to the pressure. A lot of people run away from the pressure, from the from the little things that you know. And the, and it's not even real pressure. I think a lot of people uh, make up scenarios in their head about what real pressure is, and it's not even real. It's just made up shit, you know. Ooh, Danny, talk to him. Talk to him. What, what's your take on on top shelf confidence? All right, so I mean, you got some heat for him. Yeah. Okay. So here's what I think about when it comes to top shelf confidence. Number one, that is the great separator between a good salesperson and a bad salesperson. Okay. A good salesperson, they have security within themselves. And the reason why they have that security within themselves is because they know they can walk into any deal, hear any objection, hear any stall, any gap in the deal, anything that comes up within it. They know that they can overcome that situation and get the deal done. And so whenever a customer is sitting around, you know, let's say we both sold cars. A customer knows whenever you're like, you're kind of nervous, you're kind of scared. And that's when they're going to kind of poke and prod at you just to see how well you're prepared. And so that moment right there where if they're like, hey, can I get a better deal? If you don't respond with confidence, they know that they got somebody who's new or that they have the fact to get another deal. And then what you did is you just dug yourself into a hole and then you've got to dig yourself out of that. And so with top shelf confidence, man, that's just having massive security in the way that you speak, the way that you have your energy, the way that you look every bit about it is all of the controllables that you have in your life. And so you said the one word that I love hearing, it's being prepared. Either you're prepared to win or you prepared to fail. And the preparing to fail, it just means that you just didn't do anything. You just let time pass. And then guess what? (laughs) The situation came up like we knew it was going to happen. And then guess what? You got hit with the objection, got told no, didn't know what to say. Next thing you know, the customer's leaving, going down the road and they're finding a good salesperson because you couldn't oh, get no. it done. Mm-mm-mm. I think I think one of my favorite things when we talk about top shelf confidence and the word that comes to mind is swag. And I think I'm probably one of the biggest ones on this. Ooh. You, know, you got to have your own style. I think a lot of people try to tan their personalities to be too proper, too pristine. 
And what people need is just they need a little bit of uh, realness because most people don't just walk around all proper and pristine. They uh, I, actually nobody lives their entire life like that when they're with their friends, when they're with their family. They got their own little swag. They got their little personality. And you need to learn to be able to bring that out, out the gate when someone comes in. And don't be afraid of yeah, it being weird or, you know, it's like just be yourself. And people can feel that you're comfortable. You got this natural glowing aura of yourself because uh, you're just being you. They'll feel a lot more comfortable and the objections won't surface as much because they just like this, this charming personality, this, you know, you just being real and having, having your natural swag. Everybody has a natural swag inside of them. Whether you bring that out or not is going to come down to your preparation because your anxiety and all that stuff will actually uh, put you to your lowest level of skill and it'll hide your it'll hide the swag. Ooh, see, I, I love this. See, that's why I'm so glad we called Danny for episode 17. We didn't tell him that he was coming on the podcast. One of these days, we're going to get him here live in the actual actual deal. Yeah. But I was like, man, my girlfriend's going to kill me because I hung up on her to answer this call. So we're <laughs> going to make this good. Hey, this is going to be the best podcast episode. Shout out to Val if she's going to listen to this. But ultimately, man, you said swagger. And so like I see a lot of people like getting into the sales industry. And the first thing that happens is like before they have like the swagger, like you said, with the friend group, they're always hanging around like they know what to say. Like they're always having a good time laughing, smiling, like they're not worried about being themselves. Like they're secure within their friend group. And then they join like, let's say a sales team or they join a dealership. And the first thing that happens is they go like, like you're supposed to have that white belt mentality, but you're not supposed to like stay with like a white belt, like way of being a white belt security. Like you're supposed to have like that black belt security within yourself, but have that white belt mentality, knowing that you're always willing to learn, grow and scale, but you're not supposed to stay like that deer within the headlights. Whenever you see somebody who's a little bit better than you, your whole goal should be to learn what they know and then go use that. So then you can go crush the competition and go scale and go win. like Jordan Peterson talks about. He talks about being a dangerous man. And uh, you think about the word dangerous, and they're like, well, why would you want to be dangerous? Well, if, imagine this, right? If the man didn't have the capability to become dangerous, then holding it back, and uses the analogy of a, and I'll make this simple. I'll give you the analogy of a black belt, right? We're talking about white belt, black belt, of a, uh, of a karate guy. Well, the guy that has the black belt, the guy who's gone through all the stuff in karate, the grandmaster, the pro, they're dangerous. But what makes it respectable is they know how to control it. If you can become dangerous and also know how to control it, that's, that's the true key of, of where you want to get. Mm. And, and, and Jordan Peterson, he, he talks about it perfectly. He says, a virtuous man is somebody that can be dangerous but chooses not to be. And so like a rabbit, a rabbit isn't virtuous because it's a rabbit. A rabbit is prey. Now a lion in the jungle is virtuous because at any moment he can become dangerous, but he has the strength to not be. And so like when we talk about like this level of confidence that we need to play at and like that white belt mentality and like the way that we attack our lives, well, the deal is, is you're supposed to be that guy. You're supposed to be the one who's confident. You have, you control the steering wheel. Like whether we go left, right, or we stay on the highway, whatever it is, you're the one making the decisions. So it comes down to the simple decision of, do you decide to be the one who's just going to be kind of ran over by everybody else because you can't find security within yourself. And every time you're just looking up, you're like, man, I wish I can be like that person. You have envy, jealousy, and you can't get your feet up under you. Or you can be the guy who's like, hey, listen, 
I'm that guy. I'm the one who's destined to be here. And so what I'm going to do is I'm going to level up. I'm going to grow. I'm going to scale. I'm going to get after it. You know, I love the guy to the left and to the right of me. I'm going to learn what you know with that white belt mentality, but I'm going to use that to level myself up and then to one day become your competition and then to one day beat you. Oh, Jacob, I got a question, man. And going back from confidence, swag, um, to style, do you think that the different scaling styles also, I, I believe that sometimes if you, I think a certain style is unobtainable or it's not your style. I think that may be an excuse for not leveling up. But also, do you think it's very possible that styles of all across the spectrum, from introverts, extroverts, all these different styles can perform at a high level in sales? Or what's your take on different personality types in sales? Do you think every personality type can win? Or do you think that there's other personality types that obviously uh, take the reins and you know, roll up the leaderboards faster than others? That's a good question. Here, here's what I'm going to say. Number one, I feel like that as a great salesperson, you're supposed to be able to flow like water. Like the water, you put it in any type of cup, it's going to fill the cup up. You know what I mean? Like it's going to get the deal done. And so when we talk about selling style, I think, you know, you have to have your own swagger, your own selling style, but you also have to know who you have on the other end of the phone, the other end of the desk, the other end of the deal. You've got to know your person that you're sitting across from. Now, like with, with selling style, like you can be either an in your face, like high pressure, going crazy, like massive energy. Like you don't care what they say. It's it, you're just pushing through every objection, everything like that. Yeah. That's a selling style. Does that work for a lot of people? Yeah. You can have the guy who's scared to ask for the money and then they just look for the people who are like, Hey, so, uh, how do we move forward with this? And so you can have any type of selling style out there, but at the end of the day, is it the most effective? I don't know. I'm going to say the one, the person who's like dynamic and can be any type of person and, and truly be that type of person. Now you can be kind of, you can be that person who can be any type of salesman out there, but it just doesn't resonate with other people because they know that you're putting on a front because you're not really like that. Well, I yep. feel like that's a handicap. Like, I feel like if you can't truly emulate what you're trying to be, like what you're trying to say, like if you're somebody who has no energy, yeah, you got to learn how to have energy before you can have an energy filled sales call because they're just going to be like, dude, whatever this person's doing, like they don't know what they're doing. They're just trying to get hype. They're just trying to be loud. They're just trying to be, you know, the, the hoorah type of selling. But then also if you're some guy who's like massive energy and like, and you get somebody on the phone who's like, kind of like quiet, you can't, you can't like go meet them at their level. You got to have them rise to you. And so yep. I'm going to say this, like selling styles are so dynamic. You've got to have your own, you got to have your own swagger to it. Like they got to know that you're just not somebody who's, who's listening to somebody else, taking everything that they say, and you have no mind to, or I guess you'd say no I mind it, to create your own. I think it all boils down to a few things. I think you, you're definitely able to have different selling styles exceed. But I think there's a few character traits, and we'll go back and forth on this because I want to hear your take. But I think there's a few character uh, characteristics that a person has to have within those different styles to be able to take them to the top. I don't think it's necessarily personality, but characteristics. Certain things, for example, discipline, work ethic, um, the ability to become a chameleon to different people, or, or, or some to name a few. But what do you think the one, two, maybe three are top char characteristics that come to your heart about like, being a top performer, like non-negotiable, you got to have these, or there's no way that you can, you can make a bunch of money and be the best. Easy. Number one, discipline and drive over motivation every day of the week, because motivation comes and goes like, like, like in waves, but drive and discipline, like this without that, like you're not going to go very far. Cause you're not going to go through a whole lot of adversity. Like that drive that you have 
and being consistent, like that drive with consistency will build the wins, which then builds your mo- motivation and build your momentum. And so like driving drive, that's number one. Number two for, for characteristics is having, having confidence. Like you've got to have, be confident if you're in the sales game without that confidence. I mean, you're just kind of, you're just getting on the phone with people or you're, you're talking to people face to face and you really don't believe what you're saying. Cause confidence is just simply belief. Like would it be whatever you're saying? Let it be, you're playing football. Like if you don't believe that you're the best, like you're not going to play like the best. And so confidence, number two, easy. You got to have it. People need to feel that. And without it, there's that, there's that gap in the deal that you have to somehow overcome by either being very informative, which people, they, I mean, selling is, is, is emotions. And without that, you know, then you've just got to go to logic and logic creates objections. And so number three, hmm, the number three, most important characteristic heart. I'll probably say heart. You got to throw a heart in there. Mm. Heart's got to be in the mix. You got to have the heart. I'm going to go with heart. (laughs) Yeah. Heart's huge, man. You got to have the heart in the game for whatever you're selling or whatever you're doing. You ever seen a salesperson try to sell some shit that they don't believe in? Just don't work. Well, it's not sustainable. I'm just You're gonna not going to build their career. If they don't believe in what they're selling, they're not selling. Like they're just, they're the guy at the bottom of the board. Like they don't grow. They don't scale. They could be there for 10 years, 15 years or five minutes. You can just tell that like, okay, this person doesn't believe the way that we believe and we don't believe the way that they believe. There's no way to build culture with that person. And without that, you don't have synergy without synergy. You can't grow as the team. And that person then becomes the weak link. And you're only as strong as your weakest link whenever it comes to a team. And if it's an individual sport, you become your own weakest link, which won't allow you to scale. So hundred percent heart. hundred percent heart. I think another one um, that comes to mind as we kind of go back, I think, I don't know if, you know, these kind of go hand in hand confidence, but I was going to say no fear. I think um, you just have to not be afraid to mess up. What makes an elite level person, it's uh, it's these guys in the solar industry and, or the door to door industry. And you see savages being bred in the door to door industry right now because they're cold door knocking on hundreds of doors. People that actually you're interrupting their day. They have no idea what you're going to try to sell them. And they walk out. They have to push their way into their house, push their way through to an appointment to be able to sell them something they had no idea um, or intentions on buying. And to be able to do that, you just have to have no fear. Same thing for the, the phone warriors. A lot of people get afraid of getting hung up on, going through objections. Really, actually, any industry. And that kind of it ties into the heart. If you, have the, if you have a true heart in it, well, guess what? Well, you'll overlook the fear because your heart's in the game and you really believe in what's going to happen. You believe that whatever you're selling, whatever you're um, representing is good for that person. So there's nothing to fear. What you should fear is um, actually not taking action. I think no fear, heart, is a huge one for me. Now, I, I don't know why this is coming to mind, but I think just having fun. I don't know if that's really characteristic, but like I think you have to have fun with what you're that doing. underrated. You take, I like that. That, that that's underrated. So serious, yeah, if you take shit so serious, it will, you're gonna you're gonna get nowhere because you have to be serious about your goals. But in your day to day, when we're talking to people, man, it's, it's just too much. People are serious about everything else in life, and it's our job to take the pressure out of all the seriousness in their life and make them enjoy um, getting something that had intentions on buying. I mean, I'm, I'm, you're just hitting the nail on the head. I think, you know, most people, they don't have fun because they have fear and let it be, they have fear in, 
the action of either knocking on the door or getting on the phone, or they have the fear of the fact that since they're not doing that, they're not hitting their goals. And since they're not hitting their goals, they're not making the money that they want to make. And so I feel like you, you know, a successful salesperson when he walks in, he's got a smile on his face. Like he's happy as can be. There's nothing that can ruin his mood because he knows that no matter who he gets on the phone or whose door he knocks on, he's going to be in a great mood. doesn't matter if you say no, slam the door, hang up on him. He's like, okay, well on to the next. And he's going to the next one with that same no fear. And he's built up that mentality. Like it's a habit of just being in a great mood and having fun, which I feel like most people don't have fun. They take sales a little bit too serious because yeah, we talk about numbers. We talk about results. We talk about goals. We talk about revenue. We talk about daily goals. We talk about literally everything from the minute. And so, you know, the guys who aren't hitting it are the ones that are stressed out and those stressed out people. They're not having fun. And since they're not having fun, their customers can't have fun with them either because buying stuff is fun. I like spending money. What about you, Danny? Dude, I spend more money than I should, man. I'm going to be honest. Danny Danny Klein has a, contributed to at least one third of Jeff Bezos's net worth through Amazon purchases. <laughs> but before we move, I think that's the biggest difference on the close, like a couple closes and the closer, a closer is a person. And again, watch you, you can't, it's all ties in. You ever seen a, um, a serious person have swag? Well, they don't because they're serious because swag isn't serious. Swag is fun. Get it. I'm swag is fun. I'm, I'm picking up what you're putting down. But the clothes versus the closer, a lot of people want to learn the techniques and they think it's all these all this different skill when in reality you just gotta become the closer. A closer is a person who walks into the dealership, walks into the office, says what's up to everybody, brings the mood up, creates the creates the environment that they wanna be in and, and, and just having fun. Dude, I love it. I mean that's that's pretty much hitting the nail on the head. I mean, I mean, you're just hitting the nail on the head, dude. <laughs> okay, so here's what I want to talk. So we did a an episode a little while back about number one, transactional versus transformational, and so I think it was episode seven or eight. And so it was one. I mean, it did numbers. A lot of people loved it. Got a whole bunch of DMs about it. And so right now with the sales space, let's, let's talk to our automotive guys for just a minute. Like the last two years have been absolutely amazing. They've been making all this money, all this gross. They've been getting paid hundred percent of the commission for doing 20% of the work because right now everything has just been transactional. Hey, listen, if, if you don't buy it, Susie's going to buy it tonight or tomorrow. And so they're closing at higher numbers, but now it's about to turn back into the market of being transformational. You got to build a relationship. You actually have to sell. You actually have to have skill to get paid what you were getting paid. I want to hear your side of the way that you feel about the market. Well, here's what I think. And sorry if I hurt some feelings or offend some people. Send it. If you've been in this market, if you haven't been in before 2019, 2019, 2020, 2021, 22, and you haven't been elevating or haven't been aware that the money that you've been making has not really been, been real in a lack of better words, the money that you've been making is, is, is fluffed. Yeah, it's like a false sense of reality. Yeah, it's a false sense of reality. And the guys that aren't training, the guys who aren't preparing, the guys that don't care about their industry, the guys that don't care about self-development, the guys that don't care about their customers, are going to get their paychecks cut in half because they're not learning the skills to communicate ethically. Right? You talk about all oh, the closes. Dude, it's not a fucking close. It's learning how to have a real conversation with somebody about making a big financial decision that will help them and their family. But the thing is, people think it's some tactics, so they, they push it off. When in reality, 
It's called just becoming a better person and having the hard conversations with your customers because it's going to get back to tough negotiations. It's going to go back to back and forth unless you're able to really connect with your people. Be the sales professional. The sales profession. Why don't people attach the word uh, profession? Sales is a profession. They never told us in high school or in college that you could join the sales space and make a hundred thousand to a million dollars plus in the first year of learning sales if you learned how to speak, talk, influence, persuade, and close. They don't tell us. It's also not respected um, a lot in our uh, in our um, in our country. If you think, oh, salesman, oh, yo. You know, what, what kind of career are you going to be a doctor? Are you going to be a lawyer? You know, when are you going back to school? It's not talked about. I'm, I'm, well, I'm going to cut you off there. Number one, I do feel like it's, it's an unrespected career in the society, but I feel like right now in 2022, like with college and everything like that, man, I'm going to be honest. I think that the entrepreneurial way of living like that salesman aspect, I feel like it's starting to become more, um, more accepted by society now than it was back in like you know, 2010 or 2015 or 2019. I feel like it's, it's starting to change in the grand scheme. But what I still see is that people will call themselves, you know, product specialist or customer service rep or, or, you know, professional. A lot of things are going to, a lot of things are going to shift. But I feel like still, like if, if somebody came up to me, they're like, Hey Jacob, you know, what are you? I'd be like, dude, I'm a salesman. You get like most people, they don't want to call themselves a salesman because they think, okay, the person who's going to listen to this, they're automatically going to have this negative connotation towards me. And so I feel like, you know, right now we definitely don't call ourselves salespeople. They, they will call themselves anything other than a salesperson. But I do feel like it is starting to change. But to, to kind of go back to the root of it and not go deep down the rabbit hole of um, professions and, and college and that route, I dropped out. I, I don't believe that. Dude, that I didn't, I didn't even make it to college. A lot. Yeah, I don't think the college and educational system, and I'll touch on this and I'll move <laughs> in our country is going to sustain much longer past our generation. When we, the 20-year-olds, you know, the, the people that are 18, 20, 30, when those generation people have kids, college will fall off because they'll be more accepting of um, vocational schools, sales jobs, all these different industries that don't require um, some of these educations. Not the bash on education, but I think, a lot of degrees aren't needed. Um, the only thing that's needed is a skill set to be able to go and perform that job, and you can do it cheaper and more efficiently by learning straight from the business or learning straight from the people who uh, build the businesses and teach within that business versus the, you know, it's like a, you know, you go to school to learn business, and the professor ain't never had a business before. We teach you how to do business. Don't make any sense. But to go back, the market, if you're not training, your paychecks are going to go down. People, we built this company when we didn't need training. And we told people, hey, you're going to train in one day. You know, the commissions will go down. There will be less profits. The day and unless that either, When you're prepared, unless you're prepared, then they won't stay. Or they will if you're battle-tested. But if you, if you truly care about your customers and your career, and you care about people, and you care about being transparent and not shady, right, then it would be in your best interest to learn a couple more people skills, learn how to communicate more efficiently, and take your education and your career more seriously. It's not some uh, some training and some tactics. It's called education in your career is what it's called. I mean, just if 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 I can just drop this mic, I would. <laughs> Come on. Well, hey, Danny. So before we end this episode, episode seventeen, do you got anything to say to the listeners? For all the listeners out there, what's today? It is 
November, November 18th, 18th when we're filming this. This will drop tomorrow. I will tell you, no matter how old you are, where you're at, what you've been through, those can change your life if you want it to. Meaning, go and decide to put in full effort. Decide to burn the boats. Decide to really say, you know what? The reason I'm not making the money is because of me. And if I want to go and make more, then I got I to gotta look there and say, shit, dude, I got to level up. And listen, if you're making a lot of money already, you better make sure that you keep it. But also, um, adjust up. Don't adjust down. A lot of people's paychecks are going to reflect those of the market. My check, don't, my check don't reflect that of the market. It'll never be that way. A good stock trader, right? He don't, his paycheck don't reflect the up and down market. It always reflects up because he's prepared and trained. So what I'll tell you guys is get prepared, get trained, and realize that sales can change your life if you'll let it. And if you're on the podcast, it means you want to level up. It means you want to grow. So keep growing, keep attacking. And guess what? Serve your customers at the highest level. Just do a great job and play with your heart. Dangerous. Danny, where can they find you? Because if they made it to the end of they this can, episode. They can find me and I drop tons and tons of value, tons of content on all socials, but specifically Instagram. You can find me at official Danny Klein. D-A-N-N-Y-K-L-E-I-N. Like Calvin, Danny baby. Klein. Like Calvin Klein, baby. Y'all need anything? Shoot me a DM. Got you back to life. Come on, baby. Well, hey, guys, that wraps up episode 17 over the phone with Danny Klein, Coach Danny Klein. We're going to get you in here. We, You know what? Soon, like next week, we're, we're going to get you actually in, in, in the deal. So it sounds good, but I was just thinking. Hey, this, was, this turned out pretty great, man. I hope my yeah. girl enjoys it as uh, I had to hang up on her to do this podcast. So I appreciate you guys. Everybody message my girlfriend. Tell her thank you for not telling me. And, uh, and yeah. I appreciate you guys, man. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to get an earful of that one tomorrow. She's like, really? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but, hey, With guys. Podcast. Come on. <laughs> well, hey, that's episode 17 of the Young Closer podcast, guys. Number one, you can find me on Instagram, at the Real Young Closer. And if you guys have any questions that you want to get answered live on the podcast, go to askyoungclosers at gmail.com. Reach out to us. Shoot us a quick little question. We love answering your questions live on the cast. Guys, let's give Danny Klein a great thank you for sitting here on the phone with us for 25 minutes, dropping some value, dropping some knowledge on you guys. We truly appreciate it. Guys, we're out. Come on. I like getting money. I got time to get it. Talking on me so my car's attending. Dancing with the devil. I don't bargain with it. Bobbing in a dash and the stick is with it. And I hit the 4-5 on the wet side.